Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. Today, we're reading the tea leaves for what's in store in 2024. We'll be looking at recent cozy trends, checking in on our predictions from 2023, and divining new prophecies for the year ahead. On a more grounded note, we'll also share which upcoming movies, books, TV shows, and music we're looking forward to most in 2024. But first, it's Cozy in the News. I'm going to kick it off this week. It turns out that Snow Cream is having a moment. And Snow Cream, it's not, I've got the best phrase to describe what this is, but it literally is Snow Cream. It just sounds a little strange. I first took note of it when I saw a TikTok or probably Instagram reel because I'm old and I'm not on TikTok. When a sweet older gentleman posted his mom's recipe, which I also learned it's just the universal recipe. I mistakenly thought that, that it was literally his mom's recipe. And so he went outside, he scooped up these two big mugs of snow, and then he poured it into a bowl and he put some evaporated milk and sugar to taste. And he just mixed it up and he ate it. And he said, oh, this is bring such, you know, wonderful, warm childhood memories back. I said, oh, that's that's pretty sweet. I didn't think about how that might be disgusting in this day and age to eat s- snow. <laughs> so one of the <laughs> comments said, that's not the snow of your time, sir, or something like that. And so then it really took off. I saw snow cream everywhere, TikTok, Instagram reels, and then all these news articles started popping up about snow cream. And then Reese Witherspoon hitched her sled to the trend (laughs) and and took a ride, but she did it a little bit differently. The same thing as the older gentleman did, scooped up two large mugs of snow, then drizzled it with salted caramel and chocolate sauce, and then topped it with a splash of cold brew, because of course Reese has to do hers a little bit more fancier. But ultimately, like I said, it's overall it's the same recipe. Some use sweetened condensed milk with vanilla extract, or you can just use the evaporated milk with sugar to taste. Would I do it? I will say yes, I would. I don't have any <laughs> any limits. I have no bars that I hold myself to. It looked really good when he when the old older gentleman mixed it all up. It looked creamy and and delicious and it's cheap. So I would do it. I'm I don't know if I would choose like do Reese's version because it's a little too sweet for my taste, I think. And not enough creaminess. But I like the cold brew aspect. So Matt, what do you think of snow cream? I think I would try it as well. I mean I was reading Reese Witherspoon's interview about this, and she makes the point that like we used to put our mouth on like the hose in the summer and drink from that. And like now, I didn't do that. I, I you know, you keep it at a comfortable distance as the water is coming out. But anyway, <laughs> I take her point, which is that like there are plenty of ways that we kind of historically have had like maybe not like the cleanest water ingested, and we've been fine. So I think some fresh snow is probably okay. But yeah, definitely taking care to not eat any discolored snow. Maybe steer clear of anything lemon flavored just to be safe. (laughs) I think this is a a cute throwback idea. And cozy and oddly comforting is just sort of a little more of like a connection to the natural world and eating what's falling from the sky. Something kind of magical about that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really simple and sweet, especially the first thing I saw of it was this older guy thinking about his mom and his childhood and recreating that recipe, which I thought was a family recipe. But it's so strange how it's sparking a big debate because a lot of people are very angry about it and other people are loving it and recreating it. But that's just par for the course for any trend. And I know you're shaking your head because you hate that um, discourse online, that stuff. Yeah, I can't imagine like working up the energy to get upset about it. That would that that would take a lot for me. But I am curious to hear from our listeners. What do you think? Are you team snow cream? Are you team no cream? cream? (laughs) Well, moving on from cream, snow cream, all the creams, what's in your news box this week? Our next story gives the words Beanie Baby a whole new meaning. (laughs) As reported by NBC's Today Show, a woman on a flight from Mexico crocheted a full beanie for a baby during the duration of the flight. The baby wore it as they deplaned. So it all started with the crocheter, Megan noticing that the baby was enraptured by the motions of her crocheting. And so she decided to make her project all about her new little fan. Not only was it a perfect fit, but it also matched the baby's clothes that it was wearing on the plane. How perfect. I think that was part of it too, is she was looking at the yarn she was using and she was like, well, this is fate. 
I, I will add to that now that I have experienced crocheting, I'm an experienced woobler. I find it even more incredible that she did this because I know what the work that goes into it. And she must be some sort of marathon wizard wizard. Yeah. With that hook. So beanies off to Megan and her crocheting skills to make sure that baby's head was warm as they got off the plane from Mexico. Did they interview the mom? Not that I could see. Here's my only little reservation about this story is that it seems like it was almost maybe like a TikTok based video is where they sourced it because there's a lot of like cell phone footage of the event. Oh, I see. And I'm always wondering why people are filming things in public all the time. And so like that immediately sets up a little bit of my alarm around like, okay, how much was this plan? You know, what were we looking for here? Because I try to think of my like my own experience, like how often am I whipping up my phone being like, this is a cute moment that I have to document. And maybe I just don't think like that. And that's why that doesn't happen. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that this was an organic, sweet moment. But I'm always a little bit like, why do we have our phones out recording all the time? Yeah, because I was just curious, because I, I would be so touched as a as a parent if I got that gift yeah. and it's such a good story to tell throughout the years and to keep and very absolutely yeah yeah putting aside the news before we begin our analysis of 2023 casting our predictions for 2024 and sharing what we're looking forward to most this year we wanted to share that if you were ever curious about what podcasts we listen to and enjoy specifically cozy podcasts check out our appearance on andy smiley's friendly podcast guide where we talk about just that also, if you're on the lookout for new podcasts yourself, Andy's show and online guide breaks things down into categories like entertainment podcasts, informational podcasts, and even kids podcasts, which I think is an especially difficult space to navigate to find the gems. So if you're a parent looking for kid podcasts, definitely check out that guide that Andy puts together. She does the legwork for you, so take advantage of that and listen to our episode on the Friendly Podcast Guide. We always love talking to Andy. It was our second appearance on the show. We had lots of fun. And the link to that episode is in our show notes. So if you need more Matt and Julian in your life, after you listen to this episode, go click that link and check us out on the Friendly Podcast Guide. Yeah, it's one of my favorite interviews of 2023. Yes, same. We laughed a lot. We did. It, it, it was a lot of fun. So before we gaze into our crystal ball and look at 2024... We do want to look back on the trends of 2023. And just like last year, when we were looking at overall cozy trends, we are leveraging the tool called Google Trends. It's a site you can go to and you can really look at how search terms perform over time. When we look at the word cozy specifically, what are those cozy trends that had everybody racing to their keyboards to learn more about. If you are looking for like a more general look about the search term cozy, how that behaves over time, last year we talked more about that in depth. This year, we're really just going to look at 2023 specifically, which by the way, the places that search for cozy the most in 2023 in the United States were Rhode Island, Minnesota, Maine, Illinois, and New Hampshire. So hats off to those coziest of cozy states. That tracks because the colder weather. Yeah looking to get cozy. Interesting. According to Google, here are the top related topics and queries related to cozy in 2023. I'm actually going to go in reverse order here and, and reach to number one. So hanging on for dear life <laughs> to the top <laughs> 10 is cozy mystery. We love our cozy mysteries here. And so they're still hanging out in the top 10, kind of clinging on. I hope cozy mystery, when we check in again in 2024, climbs up the list a little higher. Yeah, it surprises me. Number nine is cottage. Sure, cottages are cozy. Absolutely. Cottage core. Yeah, cottage core. The eighth most searched related term was slipper. Sure. Makes sense. And you'll see a trend Christmas. related to footwear. Make note of that as we go through this list. Number seven was blanket. Cozy Tracks. classic. Love blankets. What's cozier than a blanket? Well, number six, <laughs> cozy room. And what's funny about the term cozy room is you, you might think it's people searching for how to make their room cozy. No, 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 no. This was related to a mini New York Times crossword puzzle clue. So instead of everyone using their brains, they were Googling cozy room, like what the answer was. And the answer was dens, by the way. That's the answer to the crossword yeah, puzzle. Yeah, that's so strange. That's what we always called that room growing up. Not just like the TV room. We called it a den. Yeah. And so this was that it's not that people are looking for cozy room advice. They're literally just trying to find the solution to a crossword mm -hmm. puzzle. Number five was cozy coop. 
parents might know this one. It's a little tyke's play car. You know, the one where they like it has a face on it. And then the kids yabba dabba do like Fred Flintstone move the car with their feet. That's called the cozy coop. Oh, that sounds fun. Let me look it up. It is fun. I always wanted that as a kid. But like, I don't know. I feel like any kind of toy car. That one's not so bad. The motorized ones are really expensive. Oh, but like, yeah, at the front. That's you cute. Know. I had never the got Air... to have that as a kid. I had a little mermaid motorized car, but then my cousin was older, should have gone in it, sat in it and broke through the bottom. Well, that's devastating. It Did was you... so devastating. Was, your, was your car insured? Bad. Did you take in the small claims court? It went to the junkyard. So <laughs> <laughs> and so did my heart. Number four. The fourth most searched term was Disney Dreamlight Valley video game. And that's because they released a cozy edition of the game in 2023. Another video game is in the third slot, Cozy Grove, which is a popular video game that was Did also on our that? list. Yeah, we've talked about it on the show a little okay. bit. Number two was Cozy Earth, and that's like a, a bedding and loungewear brand. But the number one most related cozy term for people who are looking for racing to their keyboards, you got to find more about, you guessed it, it's footwear. We're looking at Croc Slippers and Ugg Mules. So sorry, Julian, not the frog shoes. Mm. but comfy cozy shoes people were looking for those the most and, and it begs the question why we still have not done a footwear episode of the show so reminding us both that we need to get to that as a topic because clearly it's a hot search item yeah gotta keep the dogs from barking that's right gotta keep them cozy that's what's on everyone's mind when they're going to their search engine and looking at cozy i don't know how much that illuminates trends really for us so much as like let us know that People really want their their feet warm, that we are still very much into cottages, that cozy mysteries are still hanging in there, and that video games, I think cozy video games are more and more of a thing as well, like kind of slow gaming. So just some, right. some ruminations related to cozy trends in 2023. And before we go wild with our predictions for 2024, we're going to start in a more grounded capacity at the things that we know for sure are happening in 2024 by doing a mini roundup of all of the movies, TV shows, music, books, and um, any other special events that are happening in 2024 that we are most looking forward to, to keep on our radar. And so let's kick it off, Jillian, with movies coming out in 2024 that we are most looking forward to. What movie are you already, you're, you're, you're buying tickets, you're on the pre-sale, you're raring to go into the cinema to watch this movie in 2024? As we talked about before we actually hopped on the mic, it's a lot of movies coming out in 2024. It's a very long list. So yeah. I had to search and find something that really spoke to my cozy soul. And that is The Idea of You, romantic comedy starring Anne Hathaway and Nicholas Galtzine of Amazon Prime's popular Red, White, and Royal Blue. So if you saw that movie, Nicholas was the, the royal in that scenario. And that movie got a lot of buzz. And this plot follows Anne Hathaway's character, Sophie. She's a 40-year-old single divorce mom whose life changes after a trip to Coachella with her teen daughter. There she meets the 24-year-old singer of the famous band, August Moon, played Cozy. by Nicholas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then an unexpected connection takes off. And it's based on a book by Robin Lee. And there's some rumors going around that Robin based it off of some Harry Styles fan fiction because, you know, Harry Styles likes to date the older ladies like Olivia Wilde. And so it just seems like a really fun movie. And I want to see Anne in that that role where she's just single out there dating a younger guy. I want to see how they portray the band August Moon. I want to see the Harry Styles references. It's just something that I think Anne will do a really great job of. And the stills I've seen look amazing. Nicholas has some of those typical Justin Bieber boy bander kind of tattoos. And so then there'll be some steaminess going on between the two. And it's just nice to see, you know, woman over 40 in this kind of role. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm on Team Nicholas ever since I saw him in Bottoms. He's really funny in that movie. Oh. I also saw Red, White, and Royal Blue. He's also solid in that. And love Anne Hathaway. So excited yeah. to see them together. And also excited to see like the Harry Styles of it all as inspiration. This Same. looks really cute. When is it yeah. coming out? They don't have a release date for it yet. It just says sometime in 2024. They started okay. working on this in 2022 and casting in 2018 i believe so it's been going on for a while i hope it doesn't get sidelined uh, and pushed back a little bit but hopefully they'll we'll get an actual trailer and release date soon there's not even a trailer they just have the, the stills 
and maybe like a little bit of a snippet, I think, on how those networks, like Amazon Prime does the preview where they have a bunch of little moments yeah. of all the movies. That's the only thing that's out there right now. So we just have to, you know, get creative with our imaginations as to, you know, what's what's going on. So I think it's a good sign that it's in their look ahead in 2024. It, it'll come out this year. I'm pretty confident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'll keep everyone posted. Well, on the topic of movies that don't have U.S. release dates yet, <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of movies I'm looking forward to in 2024. There's Challengers, The Taste of Things, Problemista, Dune Part 2, Beetlejuice 2, Wicked Part 1, all the Part 1s and 2s. But truly, the movie I'm looking forward to most is Wicked Little Letters. This is a movie set in an English seaside town. We're already off to a cozy start mm-hmm. in the 1920s. When uptight Edith, played by Olivia Coleman, and other residents begin receiving horribly vulgar and profane letters delivered to their doors, and the whole town immediately suspects the rowdy Irish immigrant, Rose, played by Jesse Buckley. This reunites Jesse Buckley and Olivia Coleman from their turn playing the same character in The Lost Daughter. But Officer Gladys Moss, played by, and sorry if I get this name wrong, Anjana Vassan, and the rest of the town's women begin to look into matters themselves. They begin to suspect Rose might not be the culprit after all. So it has a UK cinema release date, which is February 23rd. But And I know that Sony Pictures Classics acquired it to release in the United States. So it's going to come out at some point in 2024 in the US, but we just don't know when yet. So keep your eyes peeled. I will say, if you watch the trailer, it is so funny, but it is not kid safe. I mean, when I say it is profane and vulgar, like the stuff that's coming out of their mouths, even in the trailer, will make you blush. But it's so funny to have them say it, and especially Olivia Coleman's delivery of all of these horribly wicked things to say. And I really just love this concept of this like uptight town is getting all these nasty letters. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the big crime that they're trying to solve. I think that's like just the kind of low stakes I like in a cozy movie. And it looks really, really funny. Looking forward to Wicked Little Letters. Okay, well, I'm hooked. I love the show's title. I love the mystery element. I think it's going to be one of the most fun parts of it all. It's an amazing pick. But it's for the adults. This is lots yes. of swear words. <laughs> yeah, and so is the idea of you. I imagine it'll be a lot of steamy scenes. Let's turn it over to TV shows. Julian, what's going to get you glued to the boob tube in 2024? So for my TV pick, you need to grab your sunnies because we're going on a fun jaunt with Kristen Wiig to Florida where her character, Maxine Simmons, tries to break into the high society and exclusive circles of Palm Beach. That show is Palm Royale. It premieres March 20th on Apple TV Plus. And the comedy is based in 1969. So you know we're going to get some colorful and captivating sets. And then we're also getting all-star cameos, Laura Dern, Carol Burnett, Allison Janney, and of course, a splashy plot. So what I love about this, and I think it's cozy, just the colorfulness, the the fun element. Kristen's character has to go against these, you know, high society women and trying to break in. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of hilarious moments. And I just want this year to have a fun romp. And I love to see women in these fun roles and just not these dark and dreary kind of TV shows that I'm typically drawn to or, you know, murder <laughs> shows, as we all know. I want to step out of my element. And I love the setting of Palm Beach, Sunny. And then also, we haven't seen Kristen in a lot of things recently. So to see her back on screen, I think it's going to be a really, really good time. Kristen Wiig, Laura Dern, Carol Burnett, Allison Janney. This is not a drill. Mark your calendars. I cannot <laughs> wait. For this show. This is a guaranteed watch for me. I'm so, so excited about it. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. I didn't know about this show's existence until you pointed it out. And as of, as of this recording, I don't think there's even a trailer for it. So, no, what's with this? It's, That's you know, thing. it's under the cover of darkness. I think it's going to come out of nowhere. It's going to captivate us all. So excited for Palm Royale. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is as we were doing the research, a lot of these movies and TV shows don't have trailers. I don't know if that's a thing of the past to have trailers for things. I wonder if it's strike related, like oh. may- maybe because everything's behind, maybe, you know, they're a little slower to get back into gear promoting things. Or I think because of the oversaturation of media in general, they might just be waiting to closer to the date because it just becomes noise if you start talking about it too early. So I, th- I think it might be that, but I'm, it's a good I'm theory. I can't wait. However you slice it, this looks like a great cozy show. Yeah, a lot of fun. So what are you turning on your TV? 
All right. So mine is a little dark and dour compared to that. <laughs> but, you know, I have a soft spot for PBS masterpiece shows. And that's why I'm eagerly awaiting Alice and Jack, which is a miniseries premiering on Sunday, March 17th. It stars Andrea Riceborough. She was nominated for an Academy Award the other year. And Dom Hall Gleason. The official description states, Alice and Jack reveals how love plays out between two very different people over 15 years. So career-focused Alice meets Damal's Gleason's character, who is a charming scientist at a bar. And it goes from there. Not a lot of details on the plot, but like looks almost like, what is that? Like kind of Ethan Hawke movie, like before Sunrise, oh. like that kind of vibe to me. And I just sort of inherently trust PBS Masterpiece to have high quality shows. So I'm looking forward to checking out Alice and Jack and also learning how to say those actors' names. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're going to trust any network with romance, it's going to be PBS, those grand, sweeping love stories. And I'm hooked if anything is spanning over decades. That's the catnip. So yeah. all the storytelling. Oh, man. I, I think I personally am excited. It doesn't sound that drab and dreary to me. No, but there's a clip on their website, and it's like very s slow and kind of just like mm -hmm. moody. I, I don't know if that's the Cozy. best description of it or best representation of what the show is going to feel like ultimately. But again, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, we are skipping into music and what we'll be listening to soon. Cheryl Crow, her new album, Evolution, it's coming out March 29th and it's her first album in five years. And typically I'm annoyed when an artist, you know, like Selena Gomez style says, I'm done with social media. And then two days later, she's on it. So typically, if an artist has says, I'm never you know, going to release an album again, or I'm done with making movies, and then they come back, it can be a little bit tedious and annoying. But I am here for Cheryl. She released her first single off that album, Alarm Clock, back in November, so right before the new year. And I know this album evolution is going to be super fun and have a lot of hits because some of the lyrics from Alarm Clock, I just have to read it. It opens with, Penthouse, Saturday, guy who looks like Chalamet, <laughs> handing me a skinny margarita with a salt rim, top down, bring it round, mirror shades, look at me now, sunset in the rear view on the PCH, I'm all in. And I'm all in. So if that's the little bit tip of the iceberg, I can only imagine what awaits us. And I think it's going to be a fun summer soundtrack. And if you're seeing a theme within my picks, it's all about women having fun. Let the ladies have fun. Let them have fun, please. <laughs> Lighthearted, easy breezy. What else could one want? Wh know, why wasn't this a calendars? soothing sound? Where was this song? It looks so cozy. <laughs> why are we asleep at the wheel, Julian? I'm glad we. I'm glad we got here. I'm glad we got here. I think but. we were so invested in the holiday season and really wrapped up in shares. I like Christmas. Yeah, that probably we were, just fall off the radar. But we were charmed by Cher, and we we missed out on Cheryl. So. <laughs> yeah, so go Cheryl. I'm I'm really excited and and she she deserves it. If anyone's going to come back, it deserves to be her. So. Yeah, that that's an exciting pick. Looking forward to that. And while I patiently wait for Enya and Dido to release new records, I will be listening to MGMT's upcoming album, Loss of Life. In our last episode, I shared Mother Nature as a soothing sound. So I'm not going to belabor the point. You've heard me talk about this band and that album before just want to reiterate i'm really really looking forward to this new album coming out next month yeah and i loved when you picked that single it was really nostalgic and also had a new sound that i hadn't heard from them before so i'm as equally as excited to hear it the full album i think it's going to be a good one next we'll be looking at the books we're most looking forward to in 2024 and i want to remind the both of us that we need to make these books our selections for our cozy book club because last year we both selected books for 2023 that we were looking forward to. And did we read them? Did we did we, <laughs> did we? even make them part of our cozy book club? Nope. So we're going to correct that mistake. So we're going to point these out. And our members of our Patreon who are in our cozy book club, you know what's coming when these books are released. The month afterwards, we'll be reading them. Jillian, what book are you looking forward to most in 2024? So when I pick the, these books for this these lists that we do, and we've only done it one other time, so I'm acting like it's a, we do it every year, but I look for something that's outside of my typical reading scope. And I've really been inspired. And, you know, thank you to Matt for introducing me to all these fantasy books. And with that in mind, I chose A Witch's Guide to Magical Inkeeping by Sangu Mandana. It's out September 10th. 
And the synopsis promises a really cozy, magical tale. As the description states, it's an enchanting novel about a witch who has a second chance to get her magical powers and her life back on track. And this follows the book, The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches, but it's not a companion book. And it follows Sarah Swan, who was once the most powerful witches in Britain. Then she resurrected her great Aunt Jasmine from the very recently dead, lost most of her magic, befriended a semi-villainous talking fox, and was exiled from her magical guild. Now she, slightly reluctantly and a bit grumpily, helps Aunt Jasmine run an inn in Lancashire, where she deals with her quirky guest shenanigans, tries to keep the talking fox in check, and longs for the magical future she lost. When she learns about an old spell book that could hold the secret to restoring her power, she finds herself turning to Luke Larson, a gorgeous and icy historian who might be the only person who can help her unlock the book's mysteries. The fact that he also happens to be her one-night stand from years ago is totally irrelevant. So a little bit of steaminess here. <laughs> Running an inn, reclaiming lost magic, and trying not to fall in love is a lot for anyone. But Sarah is about to discover that she doesn't have to do it alone and that the weird, wonderful family she's made might be the best magic of all. It's a lot, but you have a talking fox, cozy inn, some steamy romance, and of course, magic. So it seems like it's going to be a hit. And then also to prove that fact is Travis Baldry wrote a little snippet to promote the book. And they said, a cozy tale about the powerful alchemy of believing we are worthy of the family we find, full of charm, wit, romance, and an affirmation that we are all deserving of love and real magic. So that's quite the promotion and sentiment. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I, I am fully on board. I can't wait to read this book. And I, I need to go back and read the Irregular Witches book. I, that is on my to-be-read list. Oh, really? Um, so you were aware of this author beforehand? Yeah, just just because of, of recommendations from our listeners, actually, and our book club shared that book being very cozy. I didn't know there was another book by this author coming out this year. So thank you, Julian, for putting that on my radar. And I got some witch books to read That's <laughs> in 2024. A lot of witching to do. Yeah. I got to pay more attention to our recommendations. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the issue is, is that we have so many good recommendations. Yes. It can be overwhelming, but a good overwhelming. Right. No, this is a great pick. And you know what? We'll be reading it. And hold me to this, listeners, especially the ones in our book club. Don't let us forget if November rolls around and this isn't the pick, call us out. Okay. So this should be, this next one should be our April pick because it's coming out on March 26th. The book I'm looking forward to most in 2024 is How to Solve Your Own Murder by Kristen Perrin. This mystery novel is set in, okay, you can tell I'm a sucker for a quaint English village because here we go again. We're back in the English villages. <laughs> we all have themes. It balances two perspectives. So one is Annie, who is determined to catch the killer of her great aunt, Frances, and Frances herself, but as a young woman, so we're, we're between two time periods here, who learns from a fortune teller that she will one day be murdered. Therefore, Frances has recorded and compiled every piece of dirt and information she has about people in her life to prevent or at least solve her own demise. Annie, in the present, tries to use the clues Frances left behind, because unfortunately that did come true, but begins to fear she might inherit her aunt's fate instead of her fortune as things heat up. So looking forward to this high concept spin on a cozy mystery, I would say. I want to read that yesterday. <laughs> that also sounds like it'd be a great TV show. What a smart concept. Yeah. I love it. I love it's it seems more of an edgier mystery. Yes. Like you said, that we're typically invested in, but no, cozy it, nonetheless. I'm see we're getting lots of time travel. I feel like time is gonna be and this isn't even my prediction for twenty twenty four, but I'm noticing a trend here with the time stuff and even like The Way Home, which is a series on Hallmark, one of our cozy TV show nominees, also time travel shenanigans. We're all going back in time in twenty twenty four, forward and back. I love the cozy spin on time travel because typically when I think of time travel it's more of that you know hard science fiction or marvel yeah. kind of thing and it's really wonderful to see all the creative ways that people are dipping their toes into that concept yeah time travel typically gives me a headache if i'm being honest but the ways i'm seeing it deployed in these titles and in places like the way home feels cozy and not like i'm getting stuck on the mechanics and implications of time travel right so i appreciate that not everything's a book, a song, a TV show, or a movie. 
there are other things to look forward to that are cozy in 2024. So we have our our catch-all category for anything else that we're looking forward to in the new year. Jillian, what is that special something that doesn't fit into a category here that you are looking forward to in 2024? This doesn't fit into any of those categories, like you said, but it also doesn't even fit on Earth because <laughs> we are looking <laughs> toward the total solar eclipse on April 8th. And this one is super special because it'll be the last one until 2044. So wow. it's a long time. So that's why it's extra special. And it will also span one more extra state than the 2017 eclipse traveled through. So the list is Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Tennessee, Illinois, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. So Matt, you got to travel back to Missouri to see the total solar eclipse. Yeah. And I, what I think is cozy about this is it's always exciting just when you have something that is so rare, but also the magic of that tends to bring people together. So I find it cozy when we're all looking forward to something and that's so, it's so neutral. Yes. <laughs> no it one can bring is, everyone together. Yes. Bring everyone together and there's, it's not going to spark any hot debates. It's just a total, total yeah, I hope class. we're not debating the sun. <laughs> right. I think, I hope we can all agree on the sun <laughs> as a concept. <laughs> And then to boot, this total solar eclipse will be at the height of the sun's activity. Don't put a gun to my head and ask me what that means because I don't know. <laughs> but Kelly Correct, NASA's program manager, told Business Insider that essentially you should expect something spectacular. So just get some safety. Setting our expectations high. Kelly. Yeah. She's launching us into high expectations. Yeah. Make sure that you protect your eyes. It's really important. Yes. And <laughs> maybe you'll see something special. Yeah. April 8th. This is really cool. Thanks for the heads up on that. Yeah. Mark your calendars, April 8th, solar eclipse. Don't burn your eyeballs out. Use protective gear. Look through one of those little pinhole things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's on your list as an out-of-the-box kind of well, cozy thing? I like putting video games in the slot. As, as you could see from the trends, looking at the Google search terms related to cozy, cozy gaming is a big topic. And last year, I was really looking forward to, and I played and really loved the Legends of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. This year, okay, this doesn't sound cozy, but I think it's cozy to a very specific group of people, aka millennials of a certain age, who were children when Jurassic Park came out and find everything about Jurassic Park to be cozy, especially if it's related to that very first movie from 1993. And so that's exactly what this video game is focused on. It's called Jurassic Park Survival. And it currently doesn't have a release date. So I'm putting it out there in hopes that it does finish. Although out of respect to the developers, I hope they're not making you crunch and that you're able to finish this project and create a great game. So if you need 2025, that's okay. I'm okay to take the L here. But I really hope that it comes out maybe by the holiday season in 2024. And I'm kind of hoping that like maybe it's already a little overdue that they were hoping to get it out last year for the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. But maybe they need more time extra year. So I hope that this comes out this year. It will necessitate me having to buy a PlayStation 5 because I don't even have the equipment to play this game yet. So it's going to cost a lot of money for me. But time. basically the premise is you're playing as this character who it's the, the night of the events of Jurassic Park. The power is shut down. The dinosaurs are out and you have to get your butt to the boat. So <laughs> you have to work your way through surviving that night in that movie in Jurassic Park. And of all the sequels that have come out, Nothing compares to that original movie and those, that tense thriller of that night that Dennis Nedry stole the DNA, the dino DNA. And I really love that we're, we are there for this video game. And the trailer looks incredible. The graphics are beautiful. You are in the kitchen. You are in that the settings. You're in the, the jungle. And you get to see the that gate. And so I just love that I get to run through all of these landmarks of one of my favorite movies of all time. So even though it'll be a little, I'm sure it'll be a very scary game to play. I think at the same time, it will be cozy as well. Yeah, you hit the raptor on the head. You're getting <laughs> to experience something that was so special to you from a new lens. Yes. Modern take. So I think it's really exciting. I can't buy you with a PlayStation 5, but maybe I can put it on my list. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas gift. Yeah, this is really sweet. And I think a lot of, Millennial probably playing with their kids, which adds another element. 
Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of shocked it took us this long to get to this game because I've played a lot of Jurassic Park games in my time, especially the ones that came out when I was a kid. And, you know, they always have you like all of a sudden you're toting like a giant grenade launcher and you're like keeping back the T-Rex with your your big <laughs> ammo. And like, I like that this it looks way more like, no, 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 you are just a scientist and you got to get out of there. You can't call in an airstrike. You just have to use your wit to get out and whatever tools you have at your disposal. Yeah, I know you love your grenades and ammo. <laughs> it's disappointing. As always, this takes a lot of research for us to go into all these categories, but I think it's well worth it. And I'm always happy that we take the time to look ahead because it primes us. And we hope that you as a listener got something out of these picks and are sharing our enthusiasm for things to come in 2024. That was a lot of fun. And we have so much to look forward to now. Yes. Speaking of looking forward, we're going to predict the, the trends ahead in 2024. But before we do, let's look at the report card that we have here for 2023. Jillian, let's go through your list first. So what were your predictions and how did you do for the year 2023? Well, as a reminder, my first prediction was about how the debate over maximalist or minimalist was moot. And the Fast Company published a piece by Elizabeth Segrin on how basically we're just throwing everything out the window. It's all about leading into what you love and what makes you feel good. And that seemed to come true in 2023. We had Bloom Core, which is a lot of decorating your, your home with florals, whether it's your bedspread or wallpaper, decorated elevated laundry rooms. So throw a chandelier in your laundry room. Why not? bold, bright colors, but also there was some minimalism and industrial minimalism to be specific. So I guess, you know, <laughs> you're in like, you're making turn your home into a warehouse. I'm not really sure what that means. But 2023 was a hodgepodge of just everything and, and anything. And I couldn't find one singular theme of design. And that's a big departure from what we'd seen in previous years, which is a lot of beige and very stark looking. Or, or gray even. There's like gray has had quite a moment for a while. I think that's finally going out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm happy to embrace color, but I, you know, to go back to her point, it's really whatever you want to do, just do it. We don't know what's going on anymore. We're all in our homes and we have to, you know, stay there more <laughs> often than not due to yeah, yeah. I live in it. Right. I mean, I guess this makes sense. I mean, for a couple of reasons, like one, because of the way that we are all kind of siloed into our own social media echo chambers, it makes sense that we are all kind of living in our separate realities. So you're doing what appeals to you and, and finding those other like-minded people to look for trends in that arena of like things that you like. So it makes sense that we're all kind of like working in parallel when it comes to our own fashion or design trends so that they, they would kind of all coexist at the same time. At the same time, too, I, I love this quote. I, I, I don't have the source for it, but it, it's some designer's quote that said, I don't follow trends. They're for anxious people. And mm -hmm. I, do, I do think that like we don't have to pay attention to trends per se. Like we can kind of just march to the beat of our own drum and do what feels good to us. I think this is always going to be a, a safe prediction that like do what makes you feel happy kind of prediction. So I think I think I'm not surprised this one kind of stayed the course. Yeah, but I do think that in recent years, it had leaned really hard into that, those neutrals and very design not having a lot of personality. And that it's still is true, okay yeah. to have, it's still okay to have that. But I don't think there's as, as much pressure because that really rose during the height of Instagram and yeah. everyone wanted to look kind of the same. Agreed. Um, my next prediction was that with the financial concerns looming and they always be looming. <laughs> uh, folks will get inventive with food at home instead of eating out. And my example at the time was the butter candle, which had blown up on a TikTok. And I didn't try, try it because I have bad history with fire. By that, I mean, I just... Okay. That's ominous. Nothing charming. But just, I, I really shouldn't be... I've had some mishaps in the, in, in the kitchen and elsewhere, so I can't be trusted. But I did notice a lot of trends that were irrelevant to this concept in 2023 so the girl dinner and girl dinner is essentially putting together whatever you you have for a meal and i think matt you and i do this i've heard you talk about it too just like putting together little bites of something so whether it's a starburst and a few slices of cheese yeah and... the, the, the tiktok song is immediately playing in my head for girl dinner yeah girl dinner and then <laughs> pink food for the barbie movie so 
this is really cool. The pastas uh, making using a beet to make your pasta pink. So everything pink for the Barbie movie. Have a lot of fun with that. And then the Sleepy Girl mocktail, which is also having a moment right now, but they're late to it because it had a huge moment in 2023. And so just using like natural juices and some other things to basically help you fall asleep at night. That is not wine or anything alcohol related that's still going strong and then another example the fruit roll-up ice cream which sounds disgusting and i was kind of opposed to it but after watching the videos of people eating it it looks pretty good you just put some ice cream in the fruit roll-up roll it up pack it and take a bite and you're into some fruity creamy goodness so yeah not so yucky but he's yum but that does not sound good to me I think I might try it. Those, I was... those textures don't go together. I don't want something that chewy with my ice cream. So yeah, personally. I think it's about people getting creative at home and trying new things and really leading into that instead of going out to eat all the time. Yes, this definitely came true as well. Well spotted, Jillian. Yeah. And then my last one is that we'd really be leaning into hand-me-down the clothing swaps. And I think this, this came true. Not only have I noticed my friends doing more clothing swaps, like I said, in Chicago this past summer, and the day I left, my friend was going to a clothing swap that day. It's become really popularized among friend groups and to just share your clothes and clean out your closets in a good way to also hang out with people. But outside of that, um, ThreadUp had a report at the end of 2023 about how the secondhand industry is set up to double their revenue to $350 billion in the years to come, I think by 2027. And then Axios had a really interesting interview with the owner of the Swap Society, which is an online service where you send in clothes you no longer want. And for those clothes, you receive Swap Coin, and then you can purchase other Swap clothes with it, which sounds really interesting. So if you don't have a large group of friends in the area, or you just can't get together with your friends to do these kinds of clothing swaps, this is a, a nice way to do that. So, I mean, it's not a novel concept, secondhand clothing, but I just think from a community sense, that's where I see us leaning into that a bit more. Three for three, Jillian. So your predictions came true. So we, we have to trust Jillian's picks. She has a good track record. I don't know about this year, but okay. What about, <laughs> what about your predictions? My predictions for 2023, the first one was that it would be the year of cozy fantasies because we read Legends and Lattes with our book club and I was becoming more aware of that as a genre. And I do think that we did see more of that genre rising in popular culture. We did see the release of the sequel to Legends and Lattes, Bookshops and Bone Dust, but also Jillian's most anticipated book is a cozy fantasy title, as we mentioned. And then when I look at the data itself, Google Trends says that term had an increase of 650% in just the last few months. So I'm going to call a win on this one. I think cozy fantasies have grown more prominently. And I feel like I'm just seeing it more in bookstores. Whenever I do go into a bookstore, I see cozy fantasy books like the Society of Irregular Witches or Legends and Lattes. I'm seeing that in the displays front and center. So I do think the genre had a moment in 2023. Yeah, you hit that one out of the park. You always have your finger on the pulse of books and trends and this genre. (laughs) I think you do in this genre in particular, and you ushered us into it and opened up a whole new door for me. So I'm appreciative that you predicted this and it came true. Well, I think that was my one win of the year. So the other two, I don't think happened. So the other prediction was that there'd be more authenticity on social media. LOL, fat chance. I think we were, we were seeing like be real emerge in 2023. And I thought that kind of thing would continue. It did not. We just got more TikTokified. So like, I think that you wished it would be that case. <laughs> I wish it would be that case. I was disappointed, sadly. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think we are any more authentic than we were last year. Well, you kept it real. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm keeping it real now that, that that's not happening. And then this was a silly prediction, but you know, sometimes you got to take the long shots for the big wins. I was like, well, everything's core now. You just mentioned Bloom Core. So there's Cottage Core, Gnome Core. I was saying Detective Core. So people will start dressing like their favorite sleuth. We're going to see more like deer stalker hats out in the wild. <laughs> okay. Detective Core did not happen. Really? Um, I did a little bit. Did it really? Detective Core? Huh? Like, well, the tweed. That was very popular. Okay. But it wasn't being called Detective Core. It wasn't called it, but the aesthetic of it, I thought. You're being being very loose and generous with this. I I don't think that happened. But honestly, if any core I feel like had a bigger presence, Goblin Core, I felt like I heard about way more. Mm -hmm. There was even a Goblin at the Emmys this year. So Mm -hmm. 
I do feel like we got Goblinify. We, we were more Goblin than Detective in 2023. Yeah. Those were our predictions from last year. Let's put our butts out there <laughs> for 2024. Jillian, what is your first prediction for the new year? Forget your clean, simple, minimalist style. Fashion in 2024 promises to be big, loud, unique, and everything in between. Over at Glam.com, one of the sites I manage, we're already seeing trends like mob wife aesthetic, eclectic grandpa that's blowing up, and that proves we don't know what the heck is going on fashion-wise. Two very <laughs> different vibes. Could you imagine like an, an eclectic grandpa dating a mob wife? <laughs> I mean, we can mishmash the two because that's the vibe I'm getting from 2024. So, sounds like a great Halloween costume idea already. The mob wife is after the grandpa's money. Um, <laughs> so rules are out the door. And that in and of itself is very cozy as it signals a time to experiment and play. It's your year to mix and match, layer, accessorize, aka all the things. And not only that, but we're also seeing a lean toward bright, vibrant colors in the clothes. So we saw that in the accessories in, in 2023, but now we're just seeing pops of color wherever you can get it, whether it's in your tights, maybe you have a really bold yellow jacket. So we're seeing more of that that play, and I think it's going to increase in 2024. Get on your mob wife aesthetic, listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Layer it on. <laughs> My first prediction for, tw- for 2024 is a food-based one. This might not have been a national trend, but definitely in Los Angeles, cookies were really like the dessert of the moment in Los Angeles. There was like a lot of like new cookie focused bakeries popping up. It was like a big topic in like the LA Times. So my prediction is that we're going to see the rise of a particular cookie in 2024, the banana cookie. Oh. Yeah, bananas. It's not just bread. It's cookies. Banana cookie. And so this is off the heels of me eating a banana cookie. <laughs> last week that a coworker made and it, I got the recipe. I'm so excited to try it out. They were delicious and it ratatouille style unlocked a core memory for me of eating these. I believe they were Chiquita branded banana cookies back when I was a kid in the nineties, they were shaped like little bananas. They were like two inches long and they had a very thin chocolate bottom, like, and that gave them a little bit of a, a snap when you ate them. So like a little bit of a chocolate banana flavor. And I was obsessed with these cookies. And I hadn't really had a banana cookie since I ate those when I was a kid. And it brought me right back to that time period. And it reminded me that it's really delicious. I mean, we all love banana bread, right? We know that's tasty. You can imagine like a cookie made of banana is also very nice tasting. And these were banana nut cookies. You can do banana chocolate chip cookies. I know banana bread had like that pandemic moment, but I think we need justice for the banana cookie. And I know this is probably more of like a wish than a prediction, (laughs) but I want to eat more banana cookies in 2024. Well, banana cookie sounds delicious. And I think you're on to something because we're all a little fatigued with cupcakes. Yeah. We had so many high-end cupcakeries <laughs> and also in los angeles i won't say the name of the cake company that is they could probably very litigious not that they're listening but a really big name closed down because there's rumors that they were using store-bought cake mix and they're really expensive and very popular so maybe we're distrustful of cakes now and cupcakes we're leading toward the cookie i see yes. that i'm seeing cookies emerging and I want banana cookies to come back in style. One more thing about banana cookies, and I'll stop talking about them. <laughs> this is actually a request to listeners just to prove that I'm not crazy. Because when I went to go look for 90s banana cookie that was in the shape of a banana that had a chocolate bottom, I could not find anything. All I found were Reddit threads of people asking about the same thing. Like, does anyone else remember these cookies? And other people are saying, yes. Apparently people are saying, because I don't remember, I was too young. I never bought them myself. They were just in my house and I ate them. But apparently they were Chiquita Banana branded and they were called Bananarama cookies. That's all the information I have. Not an image of these exists on the internet. They are erased from history. And so I want anyone else with information about these lost banana cookies, lost to time, Please help us restore the knowledge that these cookies existed at one point, just so that I don't feel as crazy as I feel. Because I'm like, do you remember this cookie? And they're like, what are you talking about? Are you nuts? So anyway, I I swear they existed and that they were delicious. Well, a Reddit unsolved mystery that we hope is solved. Yes. My 
next prediction isn't delicious in the literal sense, but I think it's delicious concept wise. So (laughs) as you can see, a lot of my picks were with actresses over 40, really in these fun, delightful roles. And I think that they're going to have their moment in, in 2024. And it's obviously very long overdue older women having fun and we saw a little bit last year with was it 80 over Brady over 80 80 over Brady something like that I forgot what it was is it 80 for Brady 80 for Brady <laughs> or 80, 80, 80 over, over Brady 80, <laughs> Brady or you have to be over to get with Brady 80 <laughs> something like that well eventually um, we'll have we'll have Brady over 80 we won't so another example is Nicole Kidman reuniting with Zach Efron they were in the paperboy together and it's a family affair it's about a story about Nicole's character hooking up with her daughter's boss, and that's Zach. Who doesn't want to see these icons and roles that we see their characters enjoying? A second act, sexual freedom, and just a lot of fun. I said it before with Charles' album, let the ladies have fun. And I think we're going to see these these ladies really leading into that in 2024. I think you're right. We're going to let them have fun. I think it's time we let the ladies have fun. Let the ladies out. <laughs> What's your next prediction? My next prediction is also food related. I'm very focused on that in 2024. This is off of kind of a current trend, which is those massive Stanley tumblers that have become such a status symbol, especially for teens on TikTok. And Jillian and I got our own first Stanleys in a swag bag. <laughs> Never thought I'd get one. At, at an event that we attended recently. So we're, we're also on the Stanley train at this point. I mean, I, I'm, I've been using it. It is like these like those quenchers, those giant 40 ounce tumblers. It is nice to not refill it. You just have your set for the day. Good for work. Well, now that we have these massive cups that we're carrying around, we'll also need massive bags to carry around our massive drinks. So uh, I'm thinking huge lunch boxes are going to be in in 2024. I'm talking like just a full cooler to work. I think if we're supersizing the cups, we got to supersize the lunches. You're going to be coming to work and your cubicle mate is going to pull out like a full ice box for their lunch. That's my prediction in 2024. Well, I could see that because it's an area where there can be a lot of nostalgia, vintage designs and things like that. I'm surprised the lunchbox really hasn't gotten a big makeover or adults haven't been leaning into that a little bit more. You think millennials would be all over it? To your point that people are trying to save money and in this economy, you got to save money. (laughs) And so like if, if people are cooking more at home, they might be making more things for lunch to keep themselves fueled for the day and to accommodate all the stuff you're bringing to work. You got to bring a much larger lunchbox. That right. will that will match. I mean, it looks silly. You have this gigantic Stanley and an itty bitty lunchbox. No, no, no. We got to supersize our lunchboxes here, or just at least the the bags we carry them in. I think you're going to see gigantic bags. The bags that people will carry will be dragging on the sidewalk. They're going to be so big. Yeah, I mean the Stanleys. They're they're <laughs> they're big. <laughs> so my last prediction: Mosaic Art is going to be making a comeback. It's kitschy, attainable, and bursting with imagination. And I say that because I've been seeing a lot of DIY design projects that are embracing this art. And one example that's already trending, and I really want to do myself, but maybe something frog-based, there was a TikToker who took their IKEA side table, it's just a standard, pretty drab white side table, and they bought some mosaic tiles from his company, and they put together a really nice flower design that I thought was really pretty. And it looked so simple and easy to do. And I love how folks are just repurposing art forms and their furniture or whatever it might be to make something new. And I feel like Mosaic kind of went out of style a little bit, but there's so many different ways that you could incorporate it into your home. And it seems simple. So maybe we'll start to see that a lot more in the design space. Mosaic coming back, but also people taking it into their own hands and really showing their personality through it. You know, it's interesting looking at the mosaic design and the this mosaic example for the TikToker who remade their side table, which is kind of 60s or 70s mm-hmm. looking flowers. I, I do feel like between that prediction and your eclectic grandpa prediction, it does feel like we're going into more of a busy patterns, very colorful, like you said, big and loud, very floral, lots of floral stuff happening. And I think we are going to see like more like comfy textures and prints happening that are colorful. I agree. It just seems so simple. Maybe I'd probably be crying if I tried it like I do with every craft, but this seems fairly straightforward. Yes. Making this table. On the topic of like complex textures and images, 
my next prediction, my final prediction for 2024 is a little bit like based on already a trend happening. We all know that Boucle has had a moment for the last couple of years. That is the curly wool fabric that Chanel really popularized. It's it's always been around as like a, a fabric for fashion and for interior design on furniture, but it's really exploded even more on things. I would say people have argued like it's really more of a timeless fabric, but it just kind of has these like times where it spikes more, you see more of it. And we have been for the last couple of years, but I think 2024 is going to really saturate the market. Like I'm talking like more on the consumer level of like Target and Walmart. You think you saw a lot of boucle in 2023, but now I think you're going to see an avalanche of boucle in 2024 and it's going to be everywhere. And I think it's going to be in brighter colors because typically you see it in more neutral tones. But I think off your prediction, Julian, that that there's going to be more color in 2024. I think the boucle is also going to be more colorful. And a sign that I'm already onto something is that for Valentine's Day, Target is selling boucle heart pillows and mm. a nice bright red. So that's what I'm thinking. I think, again, very cozy grandpa, grandma textured fabrics like like that curly wool. I think we'll see a lot of that even more in 2024. Yeah, I think you're right on the money. Target, on a separate note, is doing really well with their holiday decor lately. I They're disagree. Into it. Really? <laughs> I At my Target, they have the cutest little things. My issue with Target recently is that I do feel like they're leaning too much into fabric stuff. Any holiday, it's like everything's made out of felt or something. And it's like, mm-hmm. and half the stuff is already pre-stained because some monster was going through the aisle with dirty hands and touching their like cloth gnome or whatever. And now it has like dirt on it. And it kind of gives me the ick because everything shows on that stuff. So I feel like Target needs to go back to not just fabric-y things, especially for Christmas. There was like just way too much fabric stuff. Take it back a notch. That's my own personal opinion. Yeah, I can see a little bit of that. The thing I'm thinking of the felt is their heartfelt wreath. Mm. Not heartfelt. (laughs) Felted heart. And that, it looked a little bit cheap, but... You can find a lot of cute things, I think, for cooking, too, like those molds. Yeah. That's what I like when I go there. Well, those are our trends and predictions for 2024, the things we're looking forward to. Let us know by commenting on our Instagram or our Facebook posts. What are you looking forward to most in the new year? Hopefully, you share some of our enthusiasm for our picks. Now, we're going to take our eyes off of the crystal ball, ground ourselves in the present with some soothing sounds. <laughs> Jillian, what sound is soothing you this week? Katie Crutchfield's Waxahachie came out with Right Back to It, which also features MJ Lenderman from her new album, Tiger Blood, which comes out March 22nd. And Carol Crow comes back into play because Katie wrote this while on tour with Jason Abel and Cheryl. Katie told KCRW, I'm really interested in writing love songs that are gritty and unromantic. I wanted to make a song about the ebb and flow of a longtime love story. I thought it might feel untraditional, but a little more in alignment with my experience to write about feeling insecure or foiled in some way internally, but always finding your way back to a newness or intimacy with the same person. So with Valentine's Day coming up, this feels very fitting. And it's just a really slow, cozy, warm song. And I, I really enjoy it. So let's listen to Waxahachie's Right Back to It. You just like a song we know it if i can keep up we'll get right back to it what a cozy video too it's like it's filmed in this ultra wide screen and so you really have to take in this river that they're going down it looks like they're in like georgia or louisiana or something it's very mossy and full of lily pads And I love the way that their voices blend together. They both have very similar singing styles. And so Mm -hmm. it's a really beautiful harmony that they create together. And I think there's a crystal ball right near the lever of the I know. I saw that too. I was like, oh, I I want one of those. If I had (laughs) a river cruising boat, I would have that crystal ball uh, ornament on mine as well. Yeah. Perfect for our predictions episode too. Yes. So this week I am listening to... A song by artists I had never heard of before, but I really love this song. It came up in my Spotify release radar, and the algorithm knows me. What can I say? (laughs) So this song is by Wolfman and Evangeline, and it's called Letting Things Go. Evangeline is an L.A.-based musician, and she's collaborating with 
Wolfman of the Michigan-based band Wolfpack, which based on a little bit of research I was doing, it sounds like they're like a funk band. I think I think the best way to uh, understand what the song is like is just to listen to it. So let's take a listen to Letting Things Go by Wolfman and Evangeline. beat yeah the, the beat is really sweet and i think her voice is just so silky mm-hmm. smooth and and warm i really love the tone um, of this song it's a really yeah. simple it's kind of similar in terms of like both of our songs are about relationships i think they're both about like accepting the situation and really wanting to make things work and and be more open to other people and whether we're letting things go or whether we're going right back to it i think there's like kind of like a relationship perseverance theme to our picks today well i couldn't have said it better it's my first time hearing about evangeline and wolf mom but i think this is a really beautiful song a lot of stage names happening yeah <laughs> in the song and those are the singles from wolf mom's upcoming album called dot no release date announced yet but be on the lookout if you like this sound yeah i'll be on the lookout so also helping us come back to the present time. We were time traveling there for a while, just like every other pick that we had mentioned. And now we're back in the present. What can ground you better than scent? So let's talk about our candle review. I have the candle today. I have the candle today. <laughs> such like, All such the a... power. <laughs> Taking the candle back. So I, I always kind of love when a candle like this drops into our lap because this is why we have a Patreon is so that we can experiment with candles. And so we have been using... The support, so thank you to all of our listeners who support our show, allow us to experiment with candles so we can bring those to you. But also it's nice when an expensive one just happens to, you know, drop on our lap and and appear. This was a gift at a white elephant that I went to with my coworkers. And and I ended up with this candle. It's a $65 candle called Topanga off of Topanga Canyon by, I guess this person does like interior design decor, Jenny Kane is the name of the outfit. And so this backstory of this is like the person who gave this to me, their partner is a real estate agent. And so I think they get these as Mm. part of their setting for when they're selling houses from the company they work with. So like no one bought this candle. It was like always just like a freebie that was floating around. But it was unopened. But it was unopened. Okay. When I finally was like, okay, I want to burn this and review it today. And I saw the price on it. I was like, ooh, this is outside of our typical range. So let's talk about this luxury candle. Topanga by Jenny Kane. The notes are green leaves, eucalyptus, moss wood, and grapefruit. It's inspired by horseback riding in Topanga Canyon. This candle is wonderful. The scent, it throws beautifully, first of all. You get a lot of the eucalyptus first and foremost, which is a scent I absolutely adore. I, I, I'm I'm the, the bozo buying eucalyptus leaves at Trader Joe's to get that scent mm-hmm. in my home. It's creating that scent in a very natural way. It doesn't feel like a fake version of it. I, it feels like I'm actually like sniffing on eucalyptus, which I really love. And you do get kind of that floral, not floral in the sense of like flowery, but like th- that kind of plant scent of the green leaves, the moss wood is... It's very natural and organic smelling. And I'm not getting any grapefruit and I'm happy about that because I don't, I don't want any grapefruit in this mix. I'm sure there's probably some role it's playing that it's that it's allowing the other scents to pop. I absolutely adore this scent. This is a full wick up. This is, if you can afford it, like this is a really nice candle to, to burn. I really love it. I mean, the imagery, horseback riding in Topanga, you can, you can see how the scents would come together. And yes. you can imagine it visually so I think that was really smart to to pair it with something so grounded like that. And at least for LA area folks. Yes, for LA area folks, you know what I'm talking about. This smells like a hike. Like this, this I feel like I'm like on a hike in Runyon or in Topeka Canyon. Like it smells like Southern California and which is one of my favorite smells of all, at least when you're in nature, not necessarily when you're in the LA streets. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is a beautifully smelling candle. Enthusiastic wick up. Granted, it is a very pricey candle. Well, if you're a real estate agent, buy yeah. these babies up. You know, yeah. sell some I, I get why they buy them because you'd feel at home and it pulls you in very natural sense. Yeah. Can hide all the mold in the home no, or whatever. No, I'm whatever. jealous. <laughs> Other stinks are lingering from stinks. <laughs> from home from, from stenches like lingering about, when you're selling a house. Creeps me out stinks. It stinks. <laughs> a collection of stinks. 
Well, this candle doesn't stink. It's really nice. Well, you know what doesn't stink? Our wonderful patrons. And we had someone new join our Patreon, and that is Marcella M. And we haven't had a new patron in a long time, so this makes it extra special. And Marcella, you're the first one of 2024. So thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingscozy. We really appreciate everyone's support. And come and join our Patreon. Get a, get get on the Patreon. Join our book club. Read along with us. We have a lot of fun with our book club. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd love to see you there too. So check that out. Your support is really appreciated. Helps keep us going. Other ways to support us, of course, are to follow us on Instagram at All Things Cozy Podcast. Check us out on Facebook. We have an amazing Facebook group also at All Things Cozy Podcast. And of course, by leaving a review wherever you listen to the show. Thank you again for listening. We hope we are all set and oriented for 2024. A lot of great things looking forward to the new year. I feel all charged up. I'm, I'm ready to take on the new year. Me too. Lots, lots of cozy stuff coming our way. Here, here. We'll be back in your ears in a couple weeks with a brand new episode. Until next time, stay, stay cozy. cozy.